Welcome to Women Real and Raw, a tantalizing, mind-blowing, unconditional, loving, safe space where we are authentic, courageous, and uncensored. So get ready to have fun, get real, get raw, and feel empowered. Hi, I'm your co-host, Tiffany Lee, aka Truth Teller, body language expert, corporate communications trainer, speaker, social media consultant, and COO of Roar Inc. And I am your co-host, Kristen Sparks, a connections expert, speaker, leader, best-selling co-author of the book on joy, Canfield Methodology Trained, and the executive director of the Sister Weird Foundation. And together, we are Roar Inc., a spirit-led, sisterhood model, women-focused communications and connections company. Voice is our power. Join us as we come together from different worlds to share our lives, stories, insights, wisdom, and vulnerability as we live our lives out in the open. We can be reached anytime at womenrealandraw.com. Now let's get real and raw. Somebody has an opinion that is different than mine. I may get on my soapbox because I am very strong in my convictions of my passions and opinions but I feel that they have a right to do the same. And if you're willing to stand in the conviction of your opinions and in the power of your, your convictions, I'm okay with that. You know, I'm good with it. You can have a difference of opinion for me. You can believe something completely different than I believe. And I'm still going to respect you in that. Right. And that's the part that we don't have anymore. We don't have the, if you don't think like me, if you don't act like me, then you don't look like me. Right. If you don't look like me, then I can't even respect you. And that is, I don't know how we got there, how we got to a point of everybody. It's like this group think, you know, it's a group think. If that's what we, you know, we teach that in organizations. If your organization has group think where everybody thinks alike, you probably won't go, but so far because yeah, you're missing that out crowd on mentality. Yeah, you're missing out on so many different opportunities and ways to to do things and connect that you probably wouldn't have thought about because you think about it one way and you want everybody around you to think about it the same way as you. I was talking with a friend earlier today and one of the things that I wrote in the book, I think I found God, holy shit, was truth is the biggest lie there is. And the reason that I say that is because we each have our own perception of what is happening around us. Exactly. You and I can be in the same car, driving down the same road at the same time together and have two totally different experiences. Yes, exactly. And that happens all the time. All the time. Because our perceptions are different. When we are looking out of these eyes, We are seeing only what we see. We are seeing what is based upon our past experiences and what our expectations are of the next moment that's going to happen. Instead of living moment to moment or in the moment, we are always constantly, because our brain likes to make patterns out of everything, we are always constantly looking at the world through these two eyes and only seeing what we can make a pattern out of. And so that tweaks our perception of what's happening. 
Right. And that even goes into privilege. You know, you hear people talk about privilege and you have one group of people that'll say, oh, my God, you're so privileged. And then that's that same group. The other group can turn around and say, no, I'm not. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Right. It's we have they, no idea. They, right. They're, you're looking at it. They're looking at it only through their eyes and they don't see that maybe that's not the norm or maybe that's not what everybody else experiences. But because you experience it and the people around you experience it, you don't see it as anything different. Exactly. You know, my wife carries in her mind an extra hundred pounds on her body and she sees herself as a overweight, unproductive human being and therefore not of value. I see her as this beautiful soul enlightened beyond imagination, supportive beyond anybody I've ever known and who absolutely adores me and would do anything for me. And I value her beyond measure. She does not see that. I do not see her weight. I see her beauty. I see her caring. You know, but that's not what other people see. That's not what she sees, you know, because and I relate to that. It. Yeah. I relate to that because, you know, I've, I've struggled with weight and up and down and all around and <laughs> all kind of things. So I definitely can say that I see myself as much larger than I probably am, you know, and that has, it's had impacts on, on decisions I've made, decisions I've not made. You know, I have was blessed enough to grow up in a family that was like, you know, you fake it till you make it, man. Even if you don't feel it, you act like it. And eventually you do. So now those thoughts, they come very rarely because it's like, I, I see myself. And in those quiet moments, I'm like, man, I wish I was smaller. I wish I was this. If I was this, I could do that. If I was this, people would see me more. They would see me in a different kind of way. And then I hear my great grandmother, Mildred, in my head saying, if you don't stop that shit, <laughs> <laughs> Ancestors, man. Yes, she would, you know, if she was alive right now, she would say, You are the baddest bitch in the room, no matter what, and you own it. So that is what I carry with me. So when I when I've gone back and spoken to people, they're like, You just always seem so confident. I'm like, Well, it was it was learned and it's still a learning process, you know, because some days it's not there, but I refuse to let the world see me that way. Even though I may have those thoughts, I refuse to let the world see me that way. So people are always surprised to find out that I used to be extremely quiet. You know, I used to just hide in the corner or sit in the back because that's not who they see now. And, you know, that part of that came from, you know, almost dying. You kind of are like, well, screw it. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is yeah, what you're going to get. <laughs> after you look death in the face, it's just like, whatever, bring it on. Bring it on. This need, though, to force my opinion on someone else usually comes from fear. And that's what I see happening a lot in the world is people coming from fear instead of coming from love. And if we came from love and respect for other people, that would not be the problem. But and I'm as guilty as the next person. Don't think that I stand on, on a pedestal because I don't. My children 
you know, in this whole pandemic have chosen to not be vaccinated. And I have chosen to be vaccinated because of medical issues and, and you, you well understand. <clears throat> and I don't understand. I, I don't understand someone's choice in not being vaccinated. But I respect their choice. You know, I, I guess in some respects, it's very similar to, you know, the choice of having an abortion or not. You know, maybe other people wouldn't see it that way. But, you know, if you have a right to make a choice, you have a right to make a choice, no matter what the choice is. And so I feel like if I were to deny people the right to make a choice in this instance, I am denying everyone the right to make a choice in any instance. You know, it's not my place to tell you what you should or shouldn't do. It's not my place to judge you based on my perception of what's happening. You know, it's, and, you know, when I say coming from a place of fear, I had a conversation with my daughter the other night and she was trying to explain why she chose not to be vaccinated. And I started to just, you know, and let loose. Yeah, right. My wife, thank God, grabbed a hold of my arm and made some very valid points. But I was coming totally from, oh my God, you need to do this. Oh my God, because if you don't, you know, instead of going, okay, if you were anybody, I would listen to you. You know, just because you're my kid doesn't mean that I have to be afraid. You know, just because you're my neighbor, just because you're the person in the grocery store who chooses not to wear a mask, I don't have to walk next to you. You know, I can go the other way. And it's if you take offense to that, that's your issue. But, right, that's on you. you. Right. right. And it doesn't mean that you have to be disrespectful. And that is the point we have gotten to. There's no longer... We can disagree, but still be respectful. It's we disagree, and now I have to call you all kind of names. I have to yell and scream and let you know that you're a piece of shit because you don't think what I think and off with your head type behavior. That is where we are. And it's interesting to see that because it goes across everything from business to personal to how, how you raise your kids. You know, there are people who believe in one thing and people who believe in something else and you put them in a room and it can turn into World War III. And it's like, it's okay to have different ways of doing things. We don't have to be disrespectful to each other. And that is where we are now. We can blame that on lots of things, but that is the world that we live in now. And I wish, and even as women, you know, that we could just understand it's okay to have different opinions. And you just don't have to take it to a disrespectful level. That is where I get the most upset about. And it's fine to be passionate. I mean, because we've get me on a tangent talking about health and fitness and I'm, I'm done. I'm like, you're not working out because of what? You can't take a walk. You can't do this. So you'd rather just let stuff happen and not know about, it. you know, I can go down the rabbit hole. But that's based off of my experience with almost dying. Everybody hasn't had that experience. So we can agree to disagree and my, my comment that I always tell people is, you know, hey, do what works for you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that's, you know, and that's my way of ending it. <laughs> yeah. My father and I have had our ups and downs over the years. He's 84 years old 
And he and I, yeah, I know he's badass, right? (laughs) He is. That's awesome. I love it. He and I are at totally different ends of the spectrum in most of our beliefs, political, religion, you name it, you know, but we have some things in common too. But over the years, we have come to an agreement not to not talk about these things because we talk about them all the time, but we have come to an agreement to respect each other's opinion to even when we get upset because, oh, you said something that took me aback. We both look at each other because now we're, we're zooming. Right. Oh, that's a zoom. I love it. God, (laughs) it's so wonderful, Tiff. It really is because, you know, and I'm so flipping grateful. My dad and I talk once a week, every Friday morning, he and I talk. And we've done this for years. And it was every two weeks. And after I got cancer, it started every week. My father's gone through cancer twice now. He's had lung cancer. He's had prostate cancer. You know, so he gets it. He gets it. But we decided we were going to do it every week. And now we've we've decided we're going to do Zoom because I want a record of our conversations. Because we have such great, expansive conversations where we are seeing opposite sides, where we are seeing someone else's opinion that's different than ours and respecting the, the person who is giving the presentation or who is just talking about how they feel, you know. I have a um, an accountability partner who owns a business and she is in Canada and she is a non-vaccinator, period. She does not vaccinate her children for anything. She and her husband do not vaccinate. They did, you know, a lot of research medical-wise, talked to doctors, specialists, whatnot, when their kids were young about vaccinations and what was in them. And they have a family history of allergies, so I get it. You know, you know me and my allergies, so... She and I had a long conversation about it, and I truly respect her decision. You know, I respect it because she was willing to go and find out the information that she needed to make the choice that she made. And I have always been a firm believer in you find out all the facts before you make the decision. You know, no matter what the decision is, you find out the facts first. Um, and then you make the best decision that you can based on the information that you have at hand at the time that you make that decision. But stand in it, own it, be proud of that decision, and then respect everybody else for their right to make their own decision. And that is the part we don't do anymore. No. It's my way is the right way and your way is wrong. And if you don't think like me, then yep, it's a problem. Yeah. I just, you know... I mean, we can look at, I mean, I mean, I don't like to talk about politics a whole lot, but I mean, we can just look at the way the world itself is functioning right now. It's like the great divide. Either you're on this team, you're on that team, and this team doesn't have anything to offer me, and that team doesn't have anything to offer me, and if you're not on my side, then go to hell. We have a local pizza shop that uh, makes a really good New York pizza. Really good. And when we first came down here, oh my Lord, we love that pizza. Well, then they came out that they were on the different political side than we were. And they were, I mean, nasty about it. 
And now they're making pizzas that say certain things about the other side. And I'm just like, you know, okay, I get it. You're standing in your opinion and you are truly owning it. And you have the right to do that. And I have the choice not to eat pizza anymore. But it's still, it is a divide. It's a huge divide. And how do we find our way back from this divide? Because, you know, 9-11 hit and I was working, both Priscilla and I were working for the airlines when 9-11 happened. And it was one of the most life-changing things that had happened in my adult life. All at the, around the same time, I believe it was the Challenger that blew up and then 9-11 happened and it was just, yeah, I think oh it was all God. around the same yeah. time. Mm -hmm. It was crazy. And I'm, I could be off on the name of the flight that blew up. Anyway, it just changed my perspective as an adult on, on country and, and, and place and people and coming together. It was our World War mm -hmm. II. You know, yeah, yeah, it was. It was, it it was really our was. World War Two for for our generation and for my kids' generation, which is your generation, because my children are only a few years younger than you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I talk about them like they're kids, and they're not. They're full fledged <laughs> adults with children of their own. But <laughs> that therein lies the problem with mom; is she still thinks they're kids. You guys never lose it. <laughs> you don't. And I'm trying to get over that. It's it's a process. It is a process. That's a mom thing. That's a look, that's another <laughs> podcast conversation. <laughs> <laughs> it's a total mom thing. But we came together as a country. You know, we came together as a country and fighting a an enemy that we could all get behind fighting. And for whatever reason. This pandemic is not an enemy we can all get behind fighting. And instead, we have this infighting. And it's race, religion, creed, sexuality, right to choice, all of it. All of the things that my mother's generation fought, my wife's generation fought, we're going backwards. You, we are. What yeah. the we're going hell backwards. happened? We're going backwards. I don't know. I don't know. And I wish there has to be some kind of study out there that goes into this. But, and I think it maybe all boils down to fear. You know, I have conversations with, with friends of mine, you know, and of course we, we talk about slavery and the impact, you know, that that has had generationally. You know, you think it goes away just because, slavery itself is gone but there's so much it's so much deeper than that you know and we look at you know even how slavery began i you know i believe it it wasn't just money it was fear you know we've got this group of people who we just stumbled upon them you know supposedly they may be stronger than us they may be smarter than us they may be better than us oh no we can't allow that to happen so Let's just go ahead and make this a thing so that you'll never overthrow us or, or well, here, you know, to, to overthrow us or be better than us. All these things are fear-based and it just irks my spirit that right? 
why can't we all contribute different things to society? You know, it's not like one group is better than the other. One is lesser than the other. We're just different. You know, I mean, even down on the genetic level, you know, some people are naturally stronger than others. It's just, it's just, it's fine. Doesn't mean that I'm going to try to outdo you or you're going to try to outdo me or it doesn't mean any of that. We're just different. And it, it, it turned into this competition and I can't because if, wow, if I let you think on your own or if I allowed you to have certain access to certain things, the world may change. I may not be in control anymore. Mm, I think you hit on something there. It's that control. You know, it's, it's slavery goes way back beyond Africa, way, way back, you know, and it started as soon as humans started, there was always that feeling that I must conquer. And it's conquering my fear, not conquering other people, you know, that we should have been working on. And then, you know, with this ego that we get in the way of our soul and letting our soul talk. You know, it's our ego that comes out and says, oh, no, I must conquer you in order to be able to feel better about myself. I must smash you to the ground. And, you know, women slaves and Jewish slaves and, you know, I mean, every single place in society has been at one point or another a slave, including today. Oh, yeah. You know, and there's all in the slavery today. You know, it's it's a tricky type of slavery because it's not it's not totally blatant. You know, you you can say you've got human trafficking and you know you've got all of that, but there are other subtle things going on that are another form of slavery. I mean, look at the school systems. Right. We can not try to teaching. argue. Right. You can try to argue about it, but certain things are not taught in certain places, and certain groups don't even have access to the truth. God forbid you know where you really come from and what you're really made of. Right. Okay. Let's, let's talk about school for just a second. So <laughs> I'm sure that, you know, I'm a Texan. Yes, of course. I am a pull myself up by my bootstraps kind of gal. Right. I have always been very proud to be a Texan. I'm not as proud today as I used to be. <laughs> imagine why i know right <laughs> but so i found out not too long ago that to bring it back to schools that most textbooks that are in schools are written in texas and there we have it folks right there we have it Yep. Oh, don't get me started. I mean, we can even take this to the Bible. We pick and choose what gets put in to serve a particular group or person. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I have, and you know this, especially with the, the book, I think I found God, holy shit. I have never had a real good relationship with man-made G.O.D. I, however have an extreme spiritual side to me that oh, for sure you do is sometimes to me beyond measure hallelujah 
<laughs> you know, <laughs> I, call yeah, it, it is. I call it divine universe source. I take it all. <laughs> you know? Right, right. It's big. It's bold. It's out there. I, you know, I have a lot of things that, that I believe. And the biggest one is that the Bible is very similar to Isof's fables. And I don't know if you remember Isof's fables, but they were stories that always had an ending that gave you a lesson. And that is what the Bible is. It is lessons. Jesus, from things I've heard, were three different entities that they brought together as one, whichever, doesn't matter. The teachings of Jesus were kindness, gentleness, forgiveness, inclusivity. They weren't, you know, push out this faction and push out that faction. It was everybody. Everybody come to me and I will love you. Everybody come to me and I will forgive you for whatever you may have think you've sinned on. You know, it was never only if. Right. Only if you do this. Only if you look like this. Only right. if you have this. Yeah. Right. And I tell people, I mean, I went to a Catholic high school and Did I worked really? there. I, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Did not know that. But, believe it or not. <laughs> and I worked at a seminary school too. Wow. So when, when I think of religion and, you know, the, the Bible and all of that, and, you know, I, I can get kind of annoyed with it because I tell people at the end of the day, the Bible itself, that book was written and put together by a human being. And those human beings were not always perfect. And sometimes we can be extremely self-serving. So if you are someone who is fighting to control and to have power or for your, your generation to have power or for your ethnicity or what have you to have power, it would behoove you to put in certain things and leave out other things. You right. know, Mary Magdalene was d described as a whore. Right. But some folks will tell you, oh, no, that was Jesus's wife. That was the girlfriend. That was yep. the best thing since sliced bread. Right. Doesn't say that, doesn't say that in the Bible, though. <laughs> no. And, look, and then you tie that into how we view women now. Yes. Right. You know, how and we that's view not... women now. They say there are lost stories of Mary Magdalene. I want to um, find there's them. There's a new book out. <laughs> pardon me? I want to find them. Yeah, right? There's a new I book read out <laughs> called Mary Magdalene Revealed. I haven't read it yet, but I've heard it's really good. Me too, um, yeah. And then, you know, of course, Da Vinci Code. And there was another one that he wrote too. Dan Brown wrote about Mary Magdalene and Jesus having a bloodline. Uh, which I just found fascinating. I love Da Vinci Code. I picked that up long before it became hot and popular. I know. Oh, when they made God, the movie, I, yeah. I read the books. And then when the movie came out, especially the first one, yep. the first yep. one was my favorite. Oh, good stuff. And I said, they did such a good job right? with that movie because it was, it, it was really good. It was. It truly was. But, you know, the Bible that we have today was 
an interpretation of multiple writers translating a language that was lost. Right. So how the hell do we know? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> a good example of what you were talking about was, and this is one of my favorite examples of, of how stories within the Bible were to control the masses. Mm-hmm. My favorite story is about pork and pork oh. being a dirty meat. Well, we at the time <laughs> that that story was written, there was no way for them to preserve pork. And so it carried trichinomias, which I think that's how you pronounce it, which killed people relatively quickly, made lots of people sick and lots of people died. So they wrote it into the Bible that it was a dirty meat because they could show the cloven hoof was the devil and it rolled around in the mud so it must be dirty so we'll just write that into the bible and tell everybody not to eat it so then nobody dies okay that's a good thing but it's still used today i have no problem with your belief if you don't want to eat pork don't eat pork but it wasn't put in the Bible because it was truly dirty. It was put in the Bible so it would save lives at the yep. time. At the time, right. Uh, we, the need time. A, we need an updated Bible at this right? point. Right? <laughs> and even. Can we have an updated one? <laughs> no, yeah, no, no. Yeah, I, I I, I'm not yeah. seeing that happening anytime I soon. know. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> I know, right? Boy, I'll tell you what, we can go from. The belief in whether to get a vaccine to what's happening in the Bible. It's amazing the cross correlations of stuff and what people can be brought to believe. I was introduced to a series called The Plandemic just recently heard of it but I haven't watched it yet but I heard of it well I again give everybody the right to make their own choice (laughs) I just find it to be conspiracy theorists you know and maybe I'm wrong I mean I could be wrong I they could be right I don't know you know because truth is the biggest lie it is perception within what we can see out of these eyes that we can only see out of, we can't see in, we can't see what anybody else sees, we only see what our perception is. So I could be wrong and still feel that I am an enlightened and awakened being, just as they feel that they are enlightened and awakened, because that's what they believe. It's just so interesting to me how we can all be living in this world, in this life and not agree to disagree, not agree to respect, not agree to be kind tomorrow, which we're recording this on um, Friday, the 11th of November. So to the 12th of November, Tomorrow is the 13th of November, and so it will have passed by the time this is actually put out into the world. But tomorrow is National Kindness Day. 
And while I am a huge proponent of kindness, I think kindness should be every day. National kindness should be every day. Oh, and today, by the way, is National Chicken Soup for the Soul Day. Uh-oh. I know, right? <laughs> oh, oh, Jack Canfield. Yes, come on, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard that today. I thought that was pretty good. He got but, a day. Know, Look at that. <laughs> yeah, right? He got a day. He got a day. That was pretty cool. But everybody, if you get, if you listen to this, do something kind for someone else. Send them a thank you card. Send them a, a, a text that, you know, you're grateful for whatever that they've been in your life or just that they're alive. You know, be glad they're alive and living with you in this world. No and matter you whether you in, agree or don't. You can do that in the smallest ways. Oh, you know, you can yeah. do that in the grocery store. You know, people who are ringing up your groceries, you get to the counter, just tell them. Thank you for being so helpful. Yeah. You know, and I do that sometimes. Bags. Right. I do that sometimes in the store. And when I tell you, first of all, it shocks them to hear somebody say that. And then just the look of like, oh my God, you see me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That you give people just by doing that. Just by doing that. I mean, when we talk, when we have a podcast about actual body language, we'll talk about assigning folks the traits you want them to have. But just by telling somebody, thank you for being helpful. Thank you for being kind. Thank you for understanding. That one thing can change somebody's day. Because you never know what somebody is going through. And to hear somebody give them some type of praise or to be kind to them, you could change their life. You don't know what they may be thinking about doing when they get home. That is so true. That is so true. And and being seen is a big That's a whole nother topic. (laughs) It's a big, big topic. (laughs) Yeah, we we need to do that one next. We need to do being seen because that's, that's and it's heavy. It is. It is heavy how many people feel unseen. It is heavy how many people who are rich and famous still feel unseen. Right? You know, I found I have not always been big, bold, and wild. I've always been wild. But <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. You never figure that for me, right? I, not at all. I have spent the last eight years up until last year, so seven years. Fixing my body, getting it back to where I could do some things with it, like walk and dance and all kinds of stuff from, you know, being told I was going to be in a wheelchair the rest of my life. But the being seen part of that was being in the wheelchair or being in the scooter and going to a place like the grocery store and having people walk over me in the chair in the scooter because they did not see me at all because I was not at their eye level. I didn't exist. And that is how it felt. You know, I remember feeling that way too. Yeah. 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 I remember having that that scooter and feeling, you know, not seen 
And even when, when I fractured my ankle and I had a boot on my ankle, just that. Right. If people would just walk in front of you and cut you off and, you know, God bless the ones that did because they got it. Yeah. They got the business from me, you know, right. and they got <laughs> I'm not going to repeat all the words I said, but <laughs> like, damn it, you see me. Like, right. don't you see me standing here? Don't uh-huh. you see me trying to move? And that is an eternal struggle that so many people deal with every single day. Yeah. And yeah, that is, is one thing that I hope that our podcast can bring to people to own your space, own yourself. And if sometimes that means you have to speak up and remind people, Hey, I'm right here. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like exactly. when people are talking about you, it's like, I am in the room. I'm right here. I'm right here. I'm right here. You see me now move mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or you go yeah. around me, you know? Right. Right. You know, it's, it's that, just because I am, again, different. Different, right. It's all about different. Yeah. Don't judge me based on what you think you should be seeing. Yeah. If it's, it's, you need it's to crazy. see who I am now, who I am in front of you, who I am mm-hmm. beside you. You know, instead of judging me based on what your expectations of me are. Right. It's like people expect you to be a certain way Mm -hmm. because of what they see or what they don't see. Right. But there's so much more to all of us than what you see and what you don't see. Right. So much more. So much more. So many different layers to each one of those pieces of us. You know, we're like onions. We, you get one layer off or deal with or notice or feel or understand. There's a whole nother layer. There's a whole nother layer that you don't. So many layers, so many layers. And I wish we could learn to appreciate those levels, you know, to bring it, to bring it home to when we were talking about differences, you know. I just wish that people could appreciate the levels. Doesn't mean you have to like them. Doesn't mean you have to agree with them, but acknowledge them and just move on. You know, like when you were talking about the conspiracy theorists and, and, you know, the whole pandemic, that's special. I was thinking, let's say it was, you know, it was, the whole thing was planned. Okay, boom, plan. All right. However, what are we going to do about it? it? It's still the same result, whether it was planned or whether it wasn't, we are still in it. So who gives a shit at this point, whether it was planned or not, what are we going to do as a collective to overcome it? Because it's impacting us all, no matter which side of whatever fence you're on, this thing doesn't discriminate. It's an equal opportunity employer. It's coming for everybody. It doesn't even matter, you know? So instead of focusing on the how it got here, the why mm-hmm. it's here, Let's focus on, okay, it's here. What are we going to do so that we can all survive and stop losing loved ones? Right. You know, we live in a society that we have chosen to be governed. We have chosen that that is what we want Mm -hmm. so that we can have certain things in our life that we want to have. And we each have the opportunity to make of this life whatever we want. But 
it has to be within the constraints of the government that we have chosen to govern us. And if that government says, come on now, come on, come on. <laughs> this is what you got to do because we're the government and we said so. It's kind of like our parents when we're little. You know, we said so. This is what you got to do. And I, I grew up believing that the government had the final say. I may not like every rule that they make. I certainly, when I was a smoker, didn't like the rules when they started telling me where I could and couldn't smoke and I was all this <laughs> and that, and it, it, you know. But they know a little more than I do about whatever it is that they're making rules on. Now, it may be they're hiding something because I'm sure they've been hiding stuff since the dawn of time. They exist because they hid stuff. Exactly. You know, but there's still our government. And unless we we want anarchy, we got to follow the rules. Which if we're you not know? careful, that is where we're headed. I know. And I that, hate to say it. That, and that makes me. Right. Crazy nervous. Crazy, nervous, afraid. I mean, I live in Washington, D.C. And, you know, when things right. happen here. I was like, holy shit, do I need to stay in the house? (laughs) You know, I mean, it it got real, real fast here in in Washington, D.C., you know, and we think we're untouchable because we are the nation's capital and whoop-de-whoop-de-whoop. No, they brought that shit right to our door. Yes, they did. Unapologetically. Yes, they did. Absolutely. You know, I live in this little town and Sarasota really is a little town. Mm-hmm. But we have some amazing, <laughs> amazingly loud political <laughs> activists I'm sure. in this town. <laughs> and bless them for their beliefs. I don't know really what they're saying when they run around in their pickup trucks that are, you know, lifted three times and they got the big Trump flag and the whatever, the Biden don't like him flag. I'm like, well, I guess I could run around and say, you know, I'm, is it pro-choice or yeah, pro-choice? <laughs> I I never can remember which choice it is. Am I pro-choice? Am I not choice? I don't know. Because it shouldn't even be you a know, damn discussion, really. It's just you know you have a right to make your decisions based on what it is that is right for right. you. And I, if you want to run around in your truck with the up Biden. Run around. Have at it. That's right. Just do that. My thing is, there it is. There it is. There, and that's just what I was going to say. Right. Just what I was going to say. You can do whatever you want to do. Yeah. Don't bother me with it. Yeah. You know, don't Don't bother me. me because I got coexist on the back of mine. Right. Or as, as, you know, as our executive assistant has told us, don't try to run me off the road. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, I mean she ooh. lives in Missouri, for God's sakes. She's on an army base. Her husband's in the army. Her daughter's in the army. They are willing to go out and sacrifice their life for us at any given moment if the government tells them to, and somebody's going to run her off the road. I'm sorry. That pisses me off. Oh, yeah. I told her. I said, baby, I'm so glad I wasn't there because oh. a, a switch, a switch would have flipped. Yeah. It, that It would have became the, the opposite chase. Right, because I would have been on a mission. Right, <laughs> let's see. Who I would have to call you, you for bail money. <laughs> like right? somebody bailed me out of jail because it's going down. Oh, I would have. It's going down. No, I would have bailed you out and hired the attorney. <laughs> <laughs> like it is going down. So I'm all for feel what you want. Okay, Do, I have you know, got have some hair issues going on here. Sorry, I know. I love it. I love it. <laughs> That's how you know it's a good one. It's like the hair is like, yes, yes. <laughs> but seriously, you know, like have your beliefs, but your beliefs do not have to cause harm on anyone else. And where we got to the point that if you believe differently, that gives me the right to want to harm you or that gives me the right to want to take away certain freedoms and liberties from you because we don't agree. That is a problem. Right. I agree. A hundred percent. I agree. That's a problem. It is a problem. It's it's a problem that we as a society need to figure out a way to fix. ASAP before we yeah, implode. Right? Like ASAP. You know, that's one of the reasons why I am such a proponent for women's empowerment and women's connections. You yes. know, we as women have, were taught young to judge each other as women, mm -hmm. you know, and exactly. girls. And if you weren't wearing the right clothes or you didn't have the right hairstyle, or you didn't have the right makeup, you weren't on the inside. And if you weren't mm -hmm. on the inside, I had the right to tear you down so that I could feel better about myself, I guess. If you were unapologetic about who you were, which was me, then you had the right to bully me because I, apparently I must've made you afraid. I don't know. Right. <laughs> you know, I just right. remember being told it's, Oh, it's them, not you. Well, that didn't make me feel any better. It didn't right. stop the bullying. It didn't stop any of that stuff. Right. You know, so I want women to learn how to connect with each other to, in a, mm -hmm. in a real sisterhood of support and a real sisterhood of connection and a real sisterhood of I see you. I think that is something that genuinely scares so many people. I mean, could you imagine? I mean, it's, it's a really good time. I have to say it's a really good time to be a woman right now. It is. But can you imagine if we were to all band together as well? Oh no matter what our race was, no matter our size, no matter whatever, if all women could come together and stand up for each other and with each other, how different this world could possibly be. No kidding. You look and at I just... think that, uh, that scares some people, though. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, so there you, are little you... things put in place to kind of keep us mm -hmm. in this box. You look at... at what women have done around breast cancer mm -hmm. because they came together as a coalition and said, we want to stop this. 
we right. want to eradicate this disease to the best of our ability. Mm-hmm. Amazing things have happened in the research on breast cancer and other cancers, you know, right. and that's because women came together. If we came together like that, just for the mere fact that we are women, mm-hmm. we could rule the world. And therein lies the fear that a lot right? of people are afraid of. <laughs> so true. I don't understand where we, we gave away our power. Because, you know, oh, I man. mean, you know ancient how I feel about civilizations <laughs> revered the woman. There was a what they called the Donnie, which was mm-hmm. a clay statue of a woman in full figure, breast hanging down to her belly, her belly hanging over to her knees, you know, not just in full motherhood, but in what happens after motherhood. Because let me mm-hmm. tell you, it does not stand up anymore. <laughs> it is pointing down now. <laughs> gravity kicks in oh girlfriend i when i was 35 i got my first tattoo and i got it on my butt and (laughs) (laughs) it's in the shape of two wolves in a yin yang and two dolphins in a pisces symbol on the outside of the yin yang and yeah it's pretty cool but I always said someday those wolves are going to be biting my ankles. <laughs> but back to the Donnie. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, seriously, it is, you know, I get fired up about this. So I'm going to have to not go on my soapbox with it, but. I'll bring you back if you do. Wars were started over women. Right. Even now, a woman has the power <laughs> to change people, to change decisions. Yes. Just because, I mean, you can call it sexuality, you can call it sensuality. The mere fact that you are a woman, you have the power to do and change so many different things. You do. Your life, someone else's life, the world. And we have lost that. And I'd be damned if I'm leaving this earth without letting as many women as I know and as I can, they got to understand that they they have more power than they think. And we have, for some reason, settled in the fact that we can't make decisions. We don't have this power. If we speak too loudly, we're obnoxious. If we're too assertive, then we're we're aggressive. You know, if, if we're if we're not even if, if we're not moms, then we're not truly women. Because right. I've had somebody say that to me. You know, I knew at 11, I didn't want kids. And then it had to have a hysterectomy later on in life and was totally fine with it. But I would have people come to me when I said, you know, I'm going to have a hysterectomy and they look devastated. Oh my God, how are you going to, how are you going to live without, you're not going to have any kids. And I had one person say, are you going to still feel like a woman? Excuse me. (laughs) My purpose on earth is not just the birth babies. Right. You know, but it's yeah. like if, if we don't fit into these boxes, the, the power is they try to take the power away. It's like, oh, you right. have power, but only to do this. Right. You don't have the power to run a corporation, but you can bring us kids. Thanks. Right. We're you can raise that. the next generation of presidents and Congress people and senators. 
But but you can't be one. You can't be one. <laughs> right. And you can't you run the them. corporations and you can't. Yeah, I mean, it just doesn't make any sense to me at all yeah. where this disconnect happened. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Um, ladies, let's stop it. Yes, let's cut it out, stop ladies. giving our power away mm -hmm. out of fear. Because it doesn't matter what your reasoning you tell yourself, it's all fear. It's fear. It's fear. It's fear. Fear of being rejected, fear of being left out, fear of being excluded, fear of being talked about. At this point, let them talk about you because they're going to talk about you in some way, for some reason, anyway. Yep. Oh, Give yeah. them something good to talk about. Like, if you're going to talk about me at this point, you're going to say, damn, this bitch has got a business. She's doing this. She's doing that. I can't stand that hoe. You're right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and thank you very much. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> you are exactly. one less person I need in my circle. Thanks for letting me yeah. know. Yeah. My tribe is not going to include those women who are going to choose judgment over love and kindness. You know, and you yeah. don't have to out of fear. You just don't let don't the fear to. go and come and join us in our movement of changing yeah. the world. There's space for all attitude. of us. Yeah. There's space for all of us. For every and I think that's, color, creed, sexuality, religion, it doesn't matter. This is a huge earth. The earth is huge. Yeah, it is. We can all coexist without tearing each other down. And that's on all yeah. fronts. Yeah, and, and women empowerment does not have to mean destroy the men. No, and that's what people have turned it into. Mm -hmm. And it's not that. No, Ooh. I love I love men and we need them around. You know, hell, who's going to open the damn jar when I can't do it? Right. <laughs> but seriously, you know. Carry the bag of mulch in the back. <laughs> right? <laughs> but seriously, you know, people have made, if you are about empowering women, then you are automatically trying to downplay the man. And that's right. not it. No. I just want us to all be equal on whatever level that is, you know, yes. you can do some things that I can't do. I can do some things you can't do, but it doesn't mean that one is better or worse or less than the other. Right. And it, it just, you know, and women empowerment does not mean that you have to go out and own a corporation or run, you know, Pepsi or right. do any of those things. That doesn't mean that it means that you can go home and be proud to be a woman and teach your daughters not to judge and to love and to have kindness for other people and to mm -hmm. leave the expectations at the door. You know, right. it, it means that we can teach our sons to respect the woman, to respect the man, you know, to, to respect life. Mm -hmm. Women empowerment means loving ourself first it does and it doesn't mean that you're selfish nope it doesn't mean that you don't want to love everybody else but you can't see the good in others and the positivity and the, even the opportunities from mm -hmm. others if you don't see it in yourself first that is so and we true. have got to get back to a way and to a place that we see each other yeah we see yeah. each other and we see ourselves and we can be happy yeah. And own our, own our own power so that we can then empower the next woman to own hers. Yes. You know, there's a shop around here. Um, it's called Spice Sweet. It's a, a Black-owned female business, and she does spices. And she's created, like, this whole community of women. They call them Spice Girls. I love it. 
That's awesome. But I, I went in and she, they do pop-up. She does a pop-up shop in, in their location. And there was this young girl in there doing, um, doing makeup. And she created her own little, I'm not sure whether it was a part, a part of another organization or part of another company, but she and her mom were in there selling their products. And that mom was teaching that little black girl that you, ooh, yeah, that you can own something, that you can do it. And I wish, I wish everyone could get that kind of example, you know? I do. I do. I agree. And I bought stuff from her just because. Right. (laughs) I did not need five lip glosses, but I did get them. (laughs) Right. Because that's where we can support each other. You know, even if you got to throw them in the freezer until, you know, you're ready to use them so they don't go bad. You do it so that you can support that next entrepreneur, (laughs) that next little Because you just never know. You never know what one action could result in years later. Yeah. You know, imagine if she was in that shop and nobody came in and spoke to her. Nobody came in and said anything to her. I showed her how to give people her QR code for Instagram so she doesn't have to keep giving out her name. Oh, how cool. You know, like, it's the smallest thing. I could have kept that to myself, you know, and she didn't even ask. I just did it because why not? Right. Her business is not in competition with mine. I'm not in competition with her. We and are all here. Are, Can we all just grow together? Right. Let's all make it. Yeah. Let's all make it. Let's all be powerful. Let's all be successful. Let's all be happy. It doesn't have to be an either or. No, it doesn't. It, it truly doesn't. There are enough. There is enough. We are enough. We yep. are perfect as we are no matter where we've been, what we've done, what our mistakes have been, what our mm-hmm. sins have been. If it was in the past, throw the rear view mirror away. Quit right, let it looking go. back there. It's nothing it you can do to change it. You know, move forward. It's, it's yep. right. What is done is done. It's done. Move forward. And, and if you need to change some things about yourself, work on those. But move yep. forward. Grow. Stop holding on to the past. And what used to be, you know, that's another thing. People hold on to what this used to be. I used to be, that used to be. Well, <laughs> things change yeah. and you have a choice to change with it and grow from it or to live in the past. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, oh, Tiff, as always, I love talking to you. <laughs> you know, I love talking to you. We could talk for hours, which is why we're here. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's why we decided to podcast because we could. And we have right? lots and lots to say. We have messages to bring to people. We are like you, just like you. Just like you. Important, precious, strong, courageous, brave. And we persevere no matter what. We persevere. And as we like to say around here, we are women, real and raw. Yes, we are. Woo woo. Yay. Yay. (laughs) We are thrilled that you spent time with us today. So thank you. We are always here to remind you how powerful you are and that you deserve to be seen and heard. Again, we thank you so much for listening and hope you enjoyed today's episode. 
Please remember to leave us an awesome review so we can keep coming back and helping you find your power. Until next time, we are women, real and raw.